0: Hey guys, welcome to this next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast, and this is an Actual podcast episode. I just decided to switch things up a little bit and move from the iced coffee date to an actual podcast recording. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I've been just thinking about recording episodes in my kitchen and it's very echoey. The sound's not always the best. So I wanted to try this out, see if the sound is better. Um, and of course, you know, just bring you really good quality. <laughs> podcasting, um, from my office as opposed to my kitchen. So we'll see how it goes. And definitely let me know what you guys think. And if you miss the iced coffee dates, maybe I will keep them. Um, I'm just always curious where people are listening. Um, Sometimes people do listen on Instagram, but then I have a lot of people that say that they don't listen on Instagram and they play it on a podcasting app or something like that, which is 100% what I would do. So I totally understand. If you're just listening to the podcast, not watching on Instagram, Um, But let me know. Maybe we'll mix it up and do a little bit of both. So today's episode is going to be a good one. Um, I'm gonna talk about willpower. Um, Do you need more of it or is that BS? And this is pretty much in relation to health and fitness and diet and all that good stuff. Um, I actually have a similar episode um, related to diet culture. It's number 10. It's called It's Not You, It's Your Diet and All the Things That Are Wrong With Traditional Diets. Um, We're gonna touch a little bit upon that today, but I'm gonna talk about my experience with willpower um, and how I have changed my thinking about it. And then also how I have created more for myself, essentially. Um, And it really is a more holistic approach to wellness in that sense. Um, It's not just counting macros and white knuckling on a diet and restricting yourself, Um, I just don't think that is what you need to do to get the best results. I don't think you need to be 100% perfect all the time. Um, So my approach is really more well-rounded in that sense. I don't think just giving a woman a set of macros and telling her to hit those numbers every single day is going to work for everyone. And I have worked with hundreds of women, and sometimes that works. You know, sometimes I give, you know, somebody a set of macros. They hit their macros. They lose the weight. Everything's great. But I would say the majority of those women, they struggle. They struggle to hit the macros. It's mentally exhausting. Um, They can't hit them every day. They think they're a failure. Um, And it's just kind of a disaster as far as that emotional aspect. And then you're just not getting the results that you want. Um, So I think this approach, as far as looking at willpower, um, it's not... Macroing harder. It's not being more perfect with what you're doing. Um, it's really setting yourself up for success. And I'm going to share some action items and things you can actually do to help you as far as willpower goes. Um, and just want to share here this is my experience. I'm not a therapist. Um, I do love the mental emotional part of it. Um, I do think that is a place where we excel as a coaching team, is really helping women with their mindset around things because. There's so many blockages and challenges when it comes to getting healthy and habit change and things like that um, so we really help women look at things differently um, and hopefully this episode will help you look at things differently um because I like I said I think a lot of people think they just need to try harder and they just need to be more perfect um and it, it that's not that's not what all this is about and I don't think you necessarily just need more willpower you just need to create certain systems and thinking and an approach that works for you. So essentially just setting yourself up for success. So the alternate title for this podcast was, How Do You Eat Three Bites of Ice Cream? Because at some point over the summer, um, I had posted something about having ice cream, and I just had a few bites of Mal's or Quinn's ice cream, and I was good to go. And I got so many questions about that. Um, And it wasn't really... Willpower. It was just, I wasn't really that hungry. I mean, I like ice cream, but I didn't need to eat the whole you know, cup of ice cream. Um, I was good. I was satisfied after a few bites. And I can honestly say, even just a few years ago, that wouldn't have been me. I would have eaten the whole thing and probably wanted more. Um, but yeah, I just, I just have changed so many things as far as my eating habits, my stress levels, um, my mindset related to food um, that, yeah, I don't feel powerless around certain types of food. Um, so just a little backstory. So yeah, a few years ago, I was eating when I wasn't hungry. Hungry. um I was eating when I was stressed out um I wasn't in control of what I was eating like I was saying like if there was ice cream in front of me I would have to eat the whole thing I would feel like I had zero control around it um and there's so many times that you know I was tracking macros and trying to lose weight um and I just felt like a failure anytime there was something delicious around me I just couldn't say no. So like a plate of cookies or um, some nachos or whatever it was. Um, And I think that's part of it too, is that I was trying to be quote unquote good and like track my macros and do everything right. Um, And then the weekend would come and we'd go to brunch with friends or we'd go out to dinner. Um, And of course I would try to fit these splurges into my diet, um, but I couldn't. And I would get frustrated and I just felt like I was always hungry and I always had these cravings. crazy cravings. Um, And I just felt like I was failing all the time. And I just couldn't do it the way I thought I should do it. Um, And I was annoyed with myself. you know. I was like, I don't have enough willpower. Why can't I do this? Am I making the wrong food choices? Um, Do I need more calories? Am I under eating? I had just so many questions. Um, And yeah, I would be good for a few days and then just go off the rails. And I mean, it's not even like going off the rails. It's just, I would have more splurges than I thought I should have. And then I would feel bad about that. I'd feel guilty about it. And then, you know, Monday would come, I would vow to get back on track, start tracking my macros, you know, do all the meal prep, get my protein in. And the same thing would happen over and over again. Um, And The more I thought about this, I'm like, something needs to change. My approach needs to change. (laughs) Um, So, I've learned a lot of things over the years. Becoming an FDN was very enlightening. Um, Working with different women over the years, I have obviously changed my approach a ton. I don't just give people macro calculations and a food list and send them on their way. Um, It's a very holistic approach as far as what we do with our clients. And some of that is, you know, setting women up with more you know tactical approaches um action items things that they can actually do and then you know digging into some of that mental you know stuff that women have around food um and i think the combination of those things gets you much better results than just simply having a set of macros to track every single day so um I wanted to share um, almost like a four prong approach to what I have changed about my thinking and what I do when it comes to willpower and I just feel like I'm at a much better place where I do feel a lot more balanced around food. There's a lot less stress around food Um, and I don't think about it all the time. I think that's the other thing that really has changed. I feel like when I was, you know, all in on tracking macros and doing things perfectly, I was constantly thinking about food and how to plan my day and, um you know, what meal was coming next and how I was gonna hit all these goals. Um, And now, yeah, just a little bit more low key with, you know, what I'm eating and what I'm doing and there's a lot less stress. Um, So I think the first thing that really set me up with success as far as creating more willpower for myself is eating enough. (laughs) And I know you guys have heard me talk about this. And I think this is where women... um, Fail a lot of the times is that they are under eating. I mean, I have women coming to me all the time eating 1100 calories, 1200 calories. I have active women eating 15 and 1600 calories. It's just not enough food for them. Um, and I think a lot of women are surprised by this. Um, but when you look at their activity level, what's going on in their lives, I'm like, this is not enough food. No wonder you don't have willpower. You don't have enough fuel going into your system. Um, so thinking back to that time in my life, I ate. A lot of carbs and carby things. And carbs are great, but I wasn't eating a balanced diet. So I was eating, you know, oatmeal for breakfast, a salad for lunch. I would snack on yogurt and cereal and rice cakes with nut butter and stuff like that, protein bars. Um, And then dinner would probably have some sort of protein, maybe like an actually balanced meal. Um, But It kind of makes sense. I wasn't filling my body in a balanced, satisfying way. Um, So again, like I just wasn't eating the right things. Um, And I wasn't eating enough of them. Um, And I was exercising a lot. I mean, back in the day, you know, I would be training for a marathon or a half marathon or doing CrossFit. I mean, I was doing two a days at a time. Um, So of course I was hungry. I wasn't eating enough. Um, And it wasn't that I didn't have enough willpower. My body was just saying, you need more food and you need more of the right types of food. Like you can't just eat, you know, carbs with no protein and fat and fiber. Of course you're going to be hungry later. Um, Like I said, I'm not poo-pooing carbs. Carbs are great. They give you energy. It's your body's preferred source of fuel. But if that's the only thing you are eating, um, you're going to be hungry. (laughs) You're going to have cravings um, because you have that blood sugar spike and that blood sugar crash, and it just leaves you hungry and constantly craving more food, more calories. Um, So eating enough is really huge. And what I suggest to clients and women I work with um, is calculating your total daily energy expenditure. Um, And if you go online, there's like a million calculators and things out there. Um, And I tell women to go type in your info, type in your stats, and just see what it spits out. And I would say like 95% of the time, it's going to be way more than you are currently eating or you think you should eat. Um, And you could try a few different calculators, um, get a range of where you should be. But I do think that's a good. Starting point um, for knowing how much you are eating. And I think the only way to really know if it's enough for you or if it's going to work for you is to track your food. Um, And just what I was saying, I don't think you need to be perfect with tracking your food, but tracking your food um, is really helpful as far as data. Like, are you eating enough calories? Are you eating the right types of food? Are you getting enough protein? Are you getting enough fiber? Um, It's just good data for knowing um, how much you're eating. Because if you are under eating, you're going to feel like you have no willpower. <laughs> so that's my number one is make sure you're eating enough. And that has been huge for me. Um, it's just make sure, making sure I'm getting enough calories every day to fuel my activity and lifestyle. Number two on my list um, is related, um, but making sure my blood sugar was balanced. And I didn't learn about blood sugar until I was kind of forced to learn about blood sugar. Um, And if you followed my story, a couple years ago now, um, I went um, all in on orange theory. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a a heads up here. I do not hate orange theory. (laughs) I do not hate um, high-intensity workouts. I think they are great. They make you feel good. You get that endorphin rush after. They are so, so fun. Um, And an Orange Theory opened near our house, and I was like, yes, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And I went all in, Um, and I had done Orange Theory in the past, but it was kind of like a here and there type of thing. Um, The location um, that originally opened in this area was not super close to my house, so it was kind of like a special occasion that I would go, but always loved the classes, I thought they were so fun. So when one opened um, five minutes from my house, (laughs) I signed up and I was going um, just a couple times a week and doing some CrossFit in there, um, but just loved it. It was just so, so fun. to the point where I ended up cutting back on CrossFit and doing Orange Theory, you know, three, four, five times a week. I was just loving it. I thought it was so, so fun, um, but didn't realize what it was doing to my cortisol levels and my blood sugar. Um, and I also want to note here um, that I was also going through a pretty stressful time in my life. I obviously had carrots and cake as a business. I was working with clients. I was in the middle of my FDN training. So there was a lot of time working on that and practicals and case studies and all sorts of stuff that went along with that Um, and then I was writing a cookbook (laughs) so a lot on my plate at this time Um, so adding in this high intensity exercise really just stressed my body out even more and I am going to get to the point about the blood sugar, but when you are increasing your stress levels and your cortisol levels, blood sugar is going to increase as well. Um, because when you are stressed and your cortisol c- cortisol levels are high, your blood sugar is going to increase. So, evolutionary, you know, if you were getting chased by a lion, your muscles would have some sort of glucose to run away from that lion to save your life. Um, so nowadays, kind of the same thing happens. Like if you are stressed out your blood sugar is going to increase. Um, And you might start feeling some of those effects. You know, you'll have like a spike in blood sugar, but then you will also have that decrease in blood sugar. But that's where these cravings come from. Um, So for me, um, I did feel a little out of control as far as what I was eating. I was constantly craving carbs. I felt like I just couldn't feel full. Um, I always wanted something to eat. And that's because my cortisol and my blood sugar were out of control. So I don't think it was anything to do with willpower. Just my body was so, so stressed and like adding the activity on top of it. um, It was probably a combination of maybe not eating enough or not eating the right things, being super duper stressed. Um, But it got to the point where One, yeah, I felt out of control and like I had zero willpower, but I was waking up in the middle of the night with low blood sugar. So I was waking up between, you know, two and three in the morning with my stomach growling. And that's because my blood sugar was crashing overnight. Um, And that was kind of like the nail in the coffin where I just needed to do something different. Um, And I was also starting to gain weight, um, a common place for... um, weight gain if you are super duper stressed or you're having blood sugar issues is in the belly area. Um, And that's not somewhere where I typically gain weight. And it was kind of a first. I was like, oh, geez, like what is going on here? And it happened very suddenly. I would say this was probably a span of three months, maybe four months. Um, But I went from you know, one weight to almost gaining like 10 pounds in a very, very short amount of time. And like I said, it was kind of in the belly area. I just felt poofy and, um, like bloated everywhere. And I think it was just a combination of being super duper stressed, having this high intensity exercise, um, not being able to manage my blood sugar and my stress levels and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was a turning point for everything. And, um, This actually brings me to my third pillar of things to focus on if you want more willpower, and that's managing stress. Um, And yeah, like I said, this was a turning point for me. Um, I stopped the Orange Theory. I went to strength training only. Um, I did finish up the FDN program. I graduated. Um, That was off my plate, although I didn't graduate for probably a good six months later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but still, made it happen. That was one less thing going on. The cookbook was due probably three months later. So that was off my plate. And then I hired a team to help me because up until then, I was pretty much doing everything myself. And I would say probably like 90% of the stress of my life comes from work. So um, I finally just decided to make some changes. Um, and yeah, managing stress was Huge for me because that's the thing. If you are super duper stressed um, with work, family, relationships, financial stuff, over exercising, under eating, um, yeah, it's going to be harder to have willpower. Um, and that's the thing. Like if you have all these competing priorities, I mean, it's going to be so much harder to focus on. Your health, or your nutrition, or the exercise, or the meal prep, or the things that you need to do to get to your goals. So it makes sense when you have competing priorities. It really is about managing that stress um, and figuring out, you know, what you need to focus on at the time. Because yeah, it's not willpower; it's that you got too many things going on. Um, so taking a hard look at your life and figuring out. Um, what needs to go and what's a priority, you know, right then in your life. All right, so those are the first three. So quick to recap here. Um, Number one for me was eating enough. Number two was making sure my blood sugar was balanced and that was making sure I was getting protein, carbs, fat, and fiber with all my meals and eating consistent meals throughout the day. So no intermittent fasting, none of that stuff, like waking up, having breakfast, having lunch, having dinner. And probably maybe a snack somewhere, maybe some dessert, something like that. But making sure um, I was eating balanced meals throughout the day to keep my energy levels even and steady. And then, of course, um, managing stress, which I know is easier said than done. Um, and this is probably the hardest thing for my clients and for me personally, um, because you tell women this all the time and they're like, Yeah, 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 I know I need to manage stress. But then they're working, you know, 50 hours a week, they're running the household they're taking care of kids, they're trying to get their workouts in, they're doing their meal prep, they're doing the grocery shopping and the laundry and all the things. Um, and it's really, really hard to let go of that control. I mean, I have been there. Um, and I do think it comes down to prioritizing what's most important to you in your life. And if that's your health, um, maybe letting some of the other stuff go. So is it hiring somebody to help you? Is it getting your groceries delivered? Is it buying the, you know, expensive pre-cut veggies so you don't have to chop them up so you can just get dinner on the table or, you know, Hiring um, you know, a mother's helper or enlisting your partner to do more around the house. Um, there's so many ways to help manage that stress. You just need to actually do it. I know, easier said than done. I am <laughs> literally the poster child for this of being like, you need to manage your stress, but then not actually doing it. But it's slow and steady. It's progress every day. It's being kind to yourself, gentle to yourself, um, but really sitting down and looking at all your competing priorities and really prioritizing what's most important to you and letting go of the things that don't really matter. And yeah, again, not a therapist. <laughs> Not an expert here. I am personally a work in progress, but I can look back to you know five years ago and look to today and I'm like, holy cow, things are different. And if you keep trying, you keep putting in the effort, um, you can get there. Um, So just wanted to give you guys a little quick pep talk as far as managing stress, because I know it's not easy, especially in pandemic COVID world and uh, the news and I don't even know. Um, So I know it's not easy, but just wanted to give you guys a little... little love and let you know that it's possible and it's really, really important. Okay, and the the, the last pillar here is maybe the most important, and this is probably has been the most transformative for me and my clients. And this is where you can really dig in with some actionable steps to help you create more of that willpower. I do think setting yourself up for success as far as, eating the right types of food, you know, making sure you're eating enough, managing stress, all those things can set you up for success. Um, but if you are not willing to look at things differently and approach the emotional peach differently, it's really hard to get there. And like I said, not a therapist, I'm not an expert here, but I wanted to share what has worked with me. Um, You know, I have been in talk therapy for a year and a half. I've learned a lot of things. Um, So just sharing the things that really have resonated with me and have worked with me, and then sharing some kind of actionable things that you can do to help work through this idea of willpower. Um, Because so many women have told me, you know, in the moment they feel like they have no willpower, they want the chocolate, they want the nachos or the chips or whatever it is, Um, and then they feel out of control and then they feel like a failure. It's kind of like this never-ending cycle. So I'm going to help you out here and give you some things that you can do. So. We all know, quote unquote, what to do. It's just sometimes we are not doing these things and this is why having a coach is so great. Um, But we know donuts aren't healthy. They're not gonna help you get to your goals. Of course, having a donut every once in a while, amazing carrots and cake lifestyle. I will never tell you not to have a donut. Um, I eat donuts. Um, But we know you can't have donuts every single day and expect that you are gonna lose the weight and get to your body composition goals. But if this is a long time pattern where you are getting a donut most days of the week or you're eating dessert you know every single day not to say that you can't eat dessert every single day but if you think these things are hindering your progress um, it's important to dig into that emotional piece um, because a lot of the times um, it's not necessarily food that you're craving um, we're craving you know love and safety and um, you know, maybe you're stressed or feeling lonely. Um, And I really do think it comes down to kind of unpacking these emotions um, and having compassion for yourself, which I know sounds so woo-woo and hippy-dippy. But I just think about, you know, as a kid, we are taught, we're not taught to deal with our emotions properly. Um, I mean... I remember being told, you know, stop crying. You know, you're crying about something that, like, isn't important. Um, Girls don't get angry. I mean, I just think about myself now. I was never the angry kid. I was always very low-key. I didn't really cry. Um, And even talking with my therapist, like, I'm not somebody that yells. Like, I don't yell at my family or anything like that. Like I just, it comes out in tears for me, I think a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, with my therapist, I was joking. I was like, I don't even think I could scream. Like I don't even know how to scream or yell. Like I, my body doesn't physically know how to do it. Um, and since then I have practiced screaming, which probably sounds insane. You can picture me doing this right now and have a little giggle. That's fine. Um, but there's, there's definitely some stuck emotions in my body and I I don't think I'm alone here. Um, And I think sometimes we kind of numb out those feelings with food. And that's the thing, like we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions, you know? I mean, I just think about stress. I am definitely a stress eater. And I think back to um, my design to fit days and my nutrition house days. And that was a very stressful time in my life. And I had a lot of episodes of binge eating and stress eating. Um, And, you know, the majority of the time it was junk, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was overeating broccoli or something like that. It was like chocolate and cookies and things like that. Um, and it, it wasn't willpower for me. I mean, sure, in the moment, it probably seemed like I didn't have any willpower, but I was dealing with stress. You know, I was so, so stressed. And then, you know, couple in the blood sugar issues and not eating the right types of food. It was a disaster. And I just felt so out of control and then guilty. Um, but that's the thing. In the moment, I didn't need those foods. Um, I just needed to distress. I needed to quit those jobs and change my life. Um and it's funny cuz like if you actually think about it it actually kind of makes me feel like a little bit better about it um but when you're in a moment like that where you are feeling you're not feeling all the emotions and you are almost like feeding your emotions in a way you are taking care of yourself which i think is kind of I don't know, like lovely in that sense that like you are taking care of yourself in the sense that you are, you know, feeding your emotions and like that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, that's not what you want to do, especially if you have health goals and things like that. Um, So it's really like not looking to the external, you know, it's not looking to food to soothe you. It's looking more inside, you know, everything you need is inside you, which I know, Sounds like a little bit woo, but no amount of willpower is going to get you there. So it really is focusing on the internal, um, feeling the emotions, practicing feeling that emotion, and being gentle with yourself. Um, And I know all this sounds very woo, but I have come around as far as being in touch a little bit more with my emotions and the mental piece of things. Because like I said in the beginning, it's not just giving somebody a set of macros and sending them on their way. There's so much more to it as far as behavior change um, and really helping you find a long lasting, realistic approach to health. Um, And I also, I think it comes back to um, not panicking. I don't know if this resonates with you at all, but When I was in those stressful moments or those lonely moments, or I just needed some love or whatever it was, there was a little bit of panic in the sense that I felt out of control. Like I need the chocolate. I need um, the granola or whatever it is. Like I need this thing to feel better. And knowing I was probably going to eat all the chocolate or most of the bag of granola and feeling so out of control and like I had no willpower. Um, So here's where I'm going to get into the best way to deal with this versus, you know, self-sabotaging or self-destruction. Because like, I think a lot of us see this happening, um, but we don't know how to stop it. And I have been there before too, where I'm just like, this is going to happen. I need to do this before I can feel better and like move on with whatever it is. So Here's where like the action items can happen. And this is the process that I use personally. And this is what I do with my clients. And I love teaching this to clients. And it's kind of fun to empower yourself in this way um, when you are in control of these emotions instead of these emotions controlling you. So... Number one is having the awareness that this is happening. And awareness is really the number one thing when it comes to behavior change. So if you're somebody that doesn't even realize that this is happening... like you're just out of control as far as what you're eating, you feel like you have no willpower, but you don't realize this is happening, it's going to keep happening. So number one is just being like, okay, this is something I'm struggling with. This is something I want to change. And I am aware that these moments of no willpower, feeling out of control are happening. So yeah, just being kind to yourself and being like, okay, this is something that happens and I want to change. And then number two would be slowing down that moment. Because I have definitely been there where I'm super duper stressed. I go to the kitchen, I reach for whatever it is in the cabinets and start eating it. And so in the moment, this is probably the hardest part, but slowing yourself down, um, not going right to the kitchen, (laughs) You know, like physically not moving quickly to the kitchen. Um, You know, if you're somebody that works in the kitchen, I used to do that a lot, moving yourself to an office or a bedroom or somewhere away from the kitchen. That can always help too. Um, Work and stress, man, in the kitchen, (laughs) bad combination. Um, But slowing down that moment and then in the moment, asking yourself what you need. What do I need in this moment? Like, do you actually need food? Are you actually hungry? I mean, there's something there. Like, is your stomach growling? Have you not eaten in a few hours? Like, is it time for a meal? I mean, that's totally separate. But if you had just eaten and you are totally craving something because you are stressed or lonely or frustrated or angry or whatever it is, um... That is different. That is not your willpower. That is your emotions coming over. Um, So next you want to identify that emotion. Like, what is it? Are you pissed off about something? Do you need a hug? Um, Is work driving you crazy? Um, You know, what is the emotion? So identifying it as best you can and feeling it. I know it sounds insane, but like feel that emotion being like, all right, I am stressed. I am pissed off. (laughs) I'm lonely. I need a hug, whatever it is. Um, But identifying that emotion, feeling it, and then knowing that it will pass. And I think this idea of trust um, is really important. So just, you know, being in that moment, knowing that that's going to pass. It might not pass quickly. It might take a little while. Maybe you need to do a lap around your house or something like that. Um, But feeling that emotion. And I mean, obviously... There's always the option of like distracting yourself. And I know you guys have probably heard this before, like go for a walk, call a friend, you know, like whatever it is. And I think that can be fine in the moment. But, you know, sometimes feeling those emotions um, can actually help you out more because then you're not looking to the external. You're you're in control. Like you're looking to the internal. You can do it yourself. You can make these changes. You can develop that willpower by... um you know, being more in control of these emotions. Um, So I think there's a couple things there as far as, you know, trusting yourself, trusting that you can do this, um, trusting that these emotions won't always overcome you, but then practicing this. It's not going to be perfect. Like I have clients where we talk through this They slow down in the moment. They ask themselves what they need to do in the moment. They identify the feeling. They feel the feeling. They trust that it's going to pass and they still reach for the chocolate. (laughs) So it's not going to be perfect every time. But we know you can rewire your brain. And the more you repeat this, the more you try it, the better you're going to become at it. It's like anything in life. If you pick up golf or tennis or learn how to knit, you're not going to be good at it the first few times that you do it. But the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And I think for women, we just think that we need to be perfect all the time and that these changes need to happen quickly. And something like this, if you invested six months, nine months, a year into this, you will be so much better at it. You will be able to control your emotions a little bit um, and have more willpower, feel better around Food, not feel like food is controlling you, um, but you have to commit to yourself. You have to commit to that time, that energy, and that practice. And so, if you do this, sometimes it's going to go great, and you're going to be like, you know what? I don't need those peanut M and M's. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take a few deep breaths. I'm going to take a walk around the house, and then I'm going to get back to work. And I'm going to pass on those peanut M and M's. That's fine. Um, and there's going to be other days where you're just like. Screw it. I'm going to have the peanut M&Ms because that's going to make me feel good in the moment. It's fine. It doesn't have to be perfect every day. But as long as you are striving to build more willpower in the sense, you will be great. Um, And like I said, I don't think it's just one thing. I don't think it's just the emotional piece. I don't think it's just eating enough or just balancing blood sugar or just managing the stretch. I do think it is, um, you know, a more well-rounded approach. And it's never one thing. I mean, we all want to, you know, think this like willpower thing just is going to magically improve overnight, but it takes a lot. Um, But I do think if you invest, you know, energy into this, time into this, you can get there. And I think that is a really, really important piece of all this. Um, and I do think there's like so much shame in all of this. Um, so much guilt as far as like feeling out of control around food and everything. Um, but it's such a common, common experience and just know that you are not alone. And a lot of us struggle with this. Um, and it can get better. I think that's like the most important piece. Um, Just being gentle with yourself, being kind to yourself. Um, And I know this all sounds hippy-dippy cheesy, um, but I think the emotional piece has been the biggest game changer for me um, because now I do feel like I have these actionable steps and I just have to get through them. Um, And I would say most of the time I do feel a lot better because I'm able to feel these emotions. I let them pass and then I just move on with my day and I do feel like the cravings, (laughs) go away too um but of course you know making sure i'm eating enough food eating balanced meals that helps too um and that goes back to the whole ice cream thing (laughs) that yeah when i have a full meal and then somebody offers me ice cream i'm not really that hungry like i I like ice cream i'll have a few bites because it's delicious but you know i'm satisfied after a few bites and i can move on with my day um so yeah, I hope this this podcast episode has helped you guys. Um, I know I threw a lot at you and hopefully it makes all sense as far as, you know, the different um, pillars and prongs that I have focused on as far as you know, creating more willpower for yourself and that you are setting yourself up for success, you know, physically and mentally. Um, Because yeah, it's never one thing. Um, It definitely takes practice and awareness um, and being kind to yourself. But um, if you want it, you can have it. You can have the willpower, um, but it do, it does come back to doing a few of these different things um, and really just practicing, practicing, sticking with it, um, and developing new habits. Um, and that's that's the hardest part. <laughs> okay, so I have rambled on a ton and a, a ton and a ton. Um, and just wanted to give a quick shout out. Like, If you're somebody who a lot of this has resonated with you um, and you do feel like, You need a little help here. Um, Some women, you know, they can do this on their own. They can make a lot of changes on their own. They just need, you know, a few little tidbits and action items. But if you're somebody who does feel like they need a little bit more hand holding, a little bit more support, You know, we do one-on-one coaching with clients. We do spend a good six months digging into this, um, and it could be a good next step for you as far as helping you get to your goals and, you know, coming to terms with some of this mindset stuff. And again, we're not therapists, we're not experts here, um, but yeah, we can help as far as mindset goes. I mean, we we love it, um, and it does make all the difference for so so many women when it comes to um, what to eat, what not to eat, you know, how to balance your food choices, the mental stress over what to eat not to eat and knowing how much to eat but having a coach can just get you so much further because you have somebody to be accountable to you have um, a cheerleader there for you you have the support Um, and really like sometimes this mental stuff is hard to go on your own or hard to do it on your own and you know a coach can really help you as far as that goes. So just a little shout out for our one-on-one coaching. Um, If you want to apply and book a discovery call, all the details are on my website. I will also post it in the show notes if you want some more information, but could be a next step as far as... getting to your goals and, you know, helping you out with this mental emotional piece. And then also, you know, helping you better balance your meals and your food choices. So you can eat enough for your body and balance your blood sugar, which of course is so, so important for um, fat loss and energy levels and all that good stuff. Okay. That's all I got for you guys. I hope you have a lovely day and I will see you on the next podcast episode.